0: Sing it and therein lies the problem of their own. So they say
1: things like, they're on, but they're
2: wrong. charlies they're wrong, and hence this song.
1: taking you on a film-by-film film journey through the extraterrestrial career of Charlize Theron. I'm Robin Hitchcock, and with me as always are my co-hosts Bob Shields hello. and Regina Connolly. hello. And this week we are joined by a very special guest. You know her as Trombone, as <laughs> a member of SideQuest and Penny Arcade at the Arcade Comedy Theater. We know her as Sarah Kantner. Hey. Thanks for being here. I, Thank you. I am very excited. When we first started this podcast over a year ago, Sarah immediately <laughs> was like, hey, uh, I claim Astronaut's wife unless someone else has already claimed it. And it's it, been a year and no one else has even mentioned the name of this movie. But she very favorite, patiently waited.
2: My be, favorite part was unless somebody else claimed it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. So the thing about this film is I have a specific memory of being I think in high school or like late middle school and watching it with my mother and I brought this up last night and I was like I'm very excited I'm going to go talk about The Astronaut's Wife and she was like oh is that the one with Shirley and I was like yeah and she was like I don't know if I remember it and I was like you love this movie <laughs> and then she was like you know what I really love The Devil's Advocate and I was like yeah duh <laughs> but you've got a heart inside you don't you but we watched this together and then I had to like refresh her on what the whole film was. And she's like, yeah, yeah. I was like, okay, rude. Thanks, Mom. Come on.
1: Come on, Mrs. Cantor, or whatever <laughs> I mean, her last name it is. It is
2: Cantor still.
1: Well, I did forget to prepare you for this other segment that we do, which is a one sound review of our experience of this movie. Ah!
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs>
1: wow. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think that sums it up pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah, it's a spoiler-free review.
1: <laughs> I also want to share my vague memories of having watched this. I don't think I'd ever actually seen this whole movie, which was exciting for me because I thought I had reached the point where I'd seen all Charlie Sparrow movies. Only one left. Although I'm also not 100 percent confident that I haven't that I have seen Sweet November. So we'll find out in a couple of weeks. But <laughs> I know for sure I watched the beginning of this movie because I was at a sleepover in high school and I was. Mortified in the scene when he starts having sex with her at the dinner party. Oh man!
0: <sighs> and, Whoa.
1: and specifically when he uses the C word. Oh yeah. When he says the warmth of your cunt, which by the way is captioned as the warmth of your cum. Like they don't want to admit like, that they put something so unpleasant. In the film's
2: dialogue Did the (laughs) caption say C-U-M Or (laughs) C-O-M-E C-O-M-E
1: Oh So I couldn't tell (laughs) I actually rewound it Several times Not when he said cunt But at the beginning I was like Did he say The warmth of your vagina As the opening He does say The warmth of your vagina Okay I think Right I don't know We're gonna have to Put a clip in
0: (laughs) It was the warmth out of your mouth, the warmth
2: of your gut, the warmth from inside you, giant.
1: I can't imagine, like even just the first part of the movie is them having sex, and it's they go under the sheets, which is like weirdly chaste. But then uh, Johnny Depp is like, "Ain't that a peach?" And I think he means his, his boner. penis. Which is, like, what, oh, is she eating his ass? What's happening? I think it's the head of his penis is what he's referring to. But Bob Shields thinks that he grabs her butt and is like referring to her butt as I mean, because he-, he says like, "Come give me a blowjob." Yeah, yeah. ain't that a peach? I just assumed yeah. it
0: was the, the the
2: scene. But also, you can't <laughs> tell what's sense. going on
0: because it's like cartoon writhing under the covers, yeah. boning. It doesn't. It looks like if it were if it were a cartoon, there would be like a dust devil like all around them, and just <laughs> arms and legs shooting out.
2: In that opening scene, I was really concerned about. I was like, "What is this film? This old film they're watching?" Because at first, I was like, oh, "Is it? It's a? It's like it's not. It's a Wonderful Life. What is this?" And I was like, "I should Google this. I didn't." But I was like. Is there some sort of significance to this? I remember
1: seeing it on the IMDb trivia page, so there must be something. And they watch it again later. You can look it up while I start summarizing the plot, okay? I'll do my best (laughs) to not interrupt you. So Charlize Theron is Jillian Armacost, which is such a screenplay name. Armacost is not a name. Right. Also, I failed at not interrupting you. (laughs) (laughs) So she is married to Spencer Armacost, played by Johnny Depp, inexplicably blonde. I took several notes about that. Why hire Johnny Depp if it's so important to the character that he be
2: blonde and Southern? Val
1: Kilmer's right there waiting for (laughs) him. I know. I put in a note. I put in at least three notes being like, what's wrong with his hair? Is he blonde? What hair color is that? And the other one is, what accent is he doing? Johnny Depp's accent. Hmm. (laughs) Or, I mean, I think Matthew McConaughey was at a career high at that moment and would have been too expensive. But, like, he would have been good. That makes sense. Yeah. The hair
2: color and the accent. Owen
1: Wilson, he's played an astronaut before. Guys, I have the answer. The movie that Jillian and Spencer watched together is Penny Serenade, also centers on dramatic child rearing. Mm-hmm. That's all That's all. IMDb has given me never Yo, seen it? so Johnny Depp's an astronaut He goes to outer space Something happens She's hanging out with another astronaut's wife Played by the perfect and beautiful Donna Murphy And her sister played by Clea Duvall yep. oh, oh, Hands ladies. up, we Seems love so Clea Duvall <laughs> She's all that Star of the film Yes <laughs> And also her Straight out of Delia's wardrobe. Uh, uh, That coat. uh, That fuzzy coat. That haircut. The necklace.
2: Yes. The like chain, multiple chains. Oh, yeah. Necklace.
1: uh, I was just waiting for her to come out of the bathroom with blue face paint on the whole time. uh, What? And she's all that. She gets drunk and is mean to the main character who then does like a clown picture on her and she comes out of the bathroom with puke and clown face on. Wow. Watch that movie again. Just fast forward through the hacky sack bit. No, I will not. That's the best part of that movie. Oh, that part of the movie makes me sweat. No, best part of the movie. Okay, so anyway, something happens. And then the two astronauts come home. Are they okay? The NASA says, yes, of course. They're fine. Everything's fine. Why do you keep asking questions, woman? They're fine. They're fine. They're American heroes. Yes.
2: Uh, True American hero on the company letterhead. With a line of dialogue. So, Johnny Depp. Quits NASA to become a aerospace engineer. Yeah, VP.
1: Basically, they move from Florida to the city, and he starts acting differently. Like in devil's advocate. Yeah, this is the poor man's devil's yeah. advocate.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: So, the other astronaut played by Nick Cassavetes, which is another reference to Rosemary's Baby, which had John Cassavetes in it. The first reference being, of course, Charlize's absurdly short pixie, which is stunningly not flattering on her. Because, <laughs> like, she looks good with the medium length pixie, but, like, this was no go. Her eyebrows are also the
2: worst they have ever been. The tan in her hair color were also yeah. very close Like they were a very similar shade And it was very yeah. upsetting She was Bart
0: Simpson Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> The other astronaut at his going away party
1: Gets blood eyes and freaks out And then at his wake Donna Murphy elaborately commits suicide Using a radio in the shower After she alludes that her husband Has been talking to people on the radio Right Guys, if you want to get hammered, drink every time you see a radio when you watch the astronaut's (laughs) wife. Or hear some static. Right. So, long story short, and we'll get into the details, but yeah, they got replaced by aliens. And she is knocked up with alien twins, who you get to hang out with. You see them inside her womb several times. Mind controlling her and chatting with their dad. Yes. She is terrified of Johnny Depp. So I wasn't really worried about watching this because I remembered it being, like, a lot, like, he's much more abusive of her. Yeah. But really, he's, like, he does smack her and, like, technically rapes her. But really, he does nothing to her except for exist, and she keeps being terrified by his mere presence. So, (laughs) for a while, I actually thought that there was the chance that this was, like, a psychological horror movie that wasn't actually about an alien impregnation. And that it was sort of about, like, if you have an abusive spouse, it's like they've been taken over by someone and you don't recognize it. And it was sort of the idea of, like, being terrified of, like... You know, being impregnated by someone that you, like, don't recognize Regina, but, you're so kind But I, this movie really, like, leaned into, like, no, no, we're definitely not doing that But I'm like, that's a more interesting yeah. movie Like, I feel like you could write, like, a real horror movie it's about like that It's they knew that they had to Like, they wrote in that she had had psychotic episodes Because, mm-hmm. like, she's a morphing What up, girl? And when her parents died, she started having hallucinations So that doubt is Baked into the story But then never explored Right like there's a There's a moment where Johnny Depp Kills her sister and you're kind of, and that's the first time you're like, oh, maybe she is just imagining things. But you know all along that she's not
0: because you've seen like the tape of Miles Dyson, yeah. basically confirms that uh, it, that she is right. Joe Morton, yeah, Joe Morton. Uh, but more importantly, Miles Dyson. Dyson! Uh, she's gonna blow him away. Who is playing the same character as Denzel Washington in a Manchurian Candidate <laughs> uh, and walks around with bulky briefcases and a tan like army jacket. And
1: the code I just learned from the trivia when he opens
0: his briefcase is 666. (laughs) Guys, they paid a lot of attention to details and not to script writing. No. (laughs) But uh, yeah, so it, it, it neither, it doesn't go far enough into like, this could be a psychological blah 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 kind of drama and it also does not go into the sci-fi, the sci-fi territory it, does not. it is very unsatisfying on both ends of the story. I
1: do love though the scene where it's like what is the alien's plan and uh, yes. so tom noonan is that his name super creepy character actor ceo the, yeah yeah and his wonderful wife we yes. know her from fringe I know her most recently from Orange is the New Black She plays the Martha Stewart stand-in character Blair Brown, I think is the actress's name She's wonderful She's like Tamara Tooney in Devil's Advocate Where it's like, yes. I'll be your friend Yes, yeah. and they bond by being mean to another woman's Correct, correct. <laughs> correct Only now that you're saying this Am I supposed to believe that the CEO of the company is also an alien replicant?
2: No. That is no, no it's like, An interesting question though because I, I think the aliens
1: were only uh, able to get into astronauts Okay, because but they go through the
2: radio waves. They do. Oh, you're the... right.
1: But it's like he didn't design right. that airplane. But the alien plan is that there's an airplane that has radio signals that will be able to neutralize enemies, but can only be piloted by two people. So they're raising twin, twin aliens, aliens hybrids well, to take over the planet. The, the whole this... plan, yeah, it's it's an insane plan. Also, it's they're so like it only needs two pilots, and I'm like, have you heard of a drone? <laughs> yeah. I, just yeah, the fact that maybe not. I think that they knew that that was coming.
0: Well, the, the Joe Martin's explanation is like it takes two computers, two computers that feed off each other, and I'm like, what does that imply? Like in
1: Pacific what, Rim. Yeah. Like,
0: what are you talking? But also, he says computers, and then it's like, "What have you got growing inside?" I'm like, "Are you going to plant my baby's brains into this airplane?" Oh no,
1: I think the babies are meant to be like alien computers. <laughs> oh, the babies are aliens who can fly the EMP plane and destroy Earth. But <laughs> why
0: couldn't a human do that? Why do they need alien babies to do that? Bob, Bob, shields. <laughs> I think it's time well, for Eber. For me. Wait, wait, <laughs> were,
2: wait, wait! There were four babies to begin with. That's before the, the radio land. suicide. So yes. were they going to do like a? Okay, let's do some tests. Let's do a like (laughs) talent show. Which? Which twins? which twins are gonna <laughs> win the chance to fly the plane that destroys Earth?
1: I do wanna talk because we skipped in our plot summary.
2: The dramatic
1: like conclusion is Charlie's like having a showdown with possessed Johnny Depp. And oh, she's holding my a radio God. and there's all this water around her, and so she's gonna commit suicide the same way the other person, the other woman did, and kill the radio computer babies inside of her. <laughs> but then you realize that she has like tricked him by turning on all the taps so that the water is under him and he gets electrocuted. And then the alien comes out, and it's like a liquid floating Alex Mac. Like, have you seen those slow motion videos where they like pop a water balloon and then you see the water come out? And then that flies into Charlize's eyeballs. So she doesn't actually make it through the movie. She gets overwritten by the water radio wave aliens. And, and dyes her hair in unflattering red. And then she marries another pilot to raise her toe-headed children of the corn-free
2: <laughs> urban harvest
1: <laughs> the baby. The Sprouse
2: Twins! It
0: should also be noted that I think this is supposed to be like a big climactic reveal of the alien... Creature, but it's like you said, it's like the Abyss or Alex Mack, but done in only 10 frames. Yeah. yeah. It's the worst computer animation ever. It really yeah. seems
1: like they ran out of money. It right. was yeah. Bad. So, yeah, the Sprouse twins who were Ben on Friends and child in that Adam Sandler movie, Big Daddy, and one of them is Jughead and the other one doesn't act anymore, I think. Anyway, that's who those tow-headed children are. Delightful. (laughs) I just started watching Riverdale a few days ago. So yeah, dun-dun-dun! That's the end of the movie. The aliens win. And they're going to middle school. And they're listening to to
0: Walkmans. (laughs) All right. And reading science textbooks.
1: Ebert or Mebert, you have to absorb such a film, not consider it. But my brain rebelled and insisted on applying logic where it was not welcome. Ebert. Ebert. Mebert. That is an Ebert, but there's a twist. Ah. Just like in this movie. The twist is that while Roger Ebert clearly did review this, I could find links to it, but they were all dead. That review is down for some reason, even though he has tens of thousands of reviews up on his website. This one isn't there. So that's gone. But this is an Ebert quote. It's from another film from the late 90s. And I'll give you a hit. It's been mentioned on this podcast before. Been mentioned or reviewed? Mentioned by you? Oh. Oh, (laughs) is it Armageddon? I was (laughs) gonna gonna get. No, very very close. close. (laughs) That's the closest you're gonna get. It's Godzilla from
0: 1998.
1: Oh. Um, Okay, so this movie is absurd, but I gotta say, I really enjoyed watching it really yeah
2: it's enjoyable to watch even watching i think i've watched it probably four times in my life now first (laughs) time with my mother second time probably in college third time was actually not that long ago i remember revisiting it and then today and i was like why do i keep watching this film even though it takes forever to get anywhere (laughs) it's so slow I, that scene, I wanted to like take the film and cut it when they're sitting in front of the American flags and he's explaining getting the new job for like five <laughs> minutes, and she's like, really? "It's like a normal <laughs> grown ups conversation about a career change, but no one goes to the movies to see that." No, <laughs> there's also a moment that I thought was interesting was which was right at the top. Whenever she's like teaching her class, and a child comes in and is like your husband's on the phone. And I was like, why is that child answering the school phone? (laughs) I was like, what? Like, why? He's like, hey, mister. And I was like, whoa, dude, I don't think you're supposed to pick up the phone. I assumed he
1: was the office aide. I thought he was like, okay, okay. Dallas in Tully.
2: And then right after I have these lines of dialogue, they all said, he called you from outer space. Like, she was like, this is such a win for you.
0: Whenever, yeah, whenever (laughs) women are meeting in this movie, they continually repeat the same thing over and over again. that He called you from outer space? I can't believe he called you from outer space. And then when they have like this weird... like The pregnancy support group? Right. About rubbing feet? He rubs your feet? (laughs) He rubs your feet? That was
2: such a great scene. (laughs) (laughs) No, the
1: pregnancy support group, I think, was one of the best scenes in the movie. I could not stop laughing. I love that. It was so funny to me. The two things that upset me the most about this movie in terms of, like, unreal... Uh, like not unrealistic But I was just like This is In a movie about A water radio alien This is a little
0: absurd <laughs>
1: And one of them was The other astronaut Like comes back from space And they're like He has a weak heart And he's older So he's probably Not <laughs> going to Also I love it. I guess it is realistic For an astronaut But they're like He's older He's like 40? 40 years." 40 <laughs> And so he's in like this medical room that has a big glass wall and he starts having some terrible medical trauma where he's like thrashing around, he's screaming, and his wife is just watching observing. Like, <laughs> it's a drive-in theater, she's like, oh that's the love of my
0: life I also love the sci-fi element of that one, is, you know something's bad's gonna happen to him because his surgical ward is like absurdly bright, mm-hmm. yeah. Like yeah, on the surface of the sun <laughs>
1: So And the hallway is like this dystopian like, yeah, it's, like it's all black metal. and angled yeah. And the other thing, another medical related thing Where I was like, come on movie So after she, Charlie uh, Theron gets her ultrasound She is sitting with Her uh, OBGYN And her husband's like, I don't know, paying the bill or something And she's like opening up about her past Mental health uh, concerns And she's like worried about the pregnancy And the OBGYN just comes and gently Cups her face yes. And is like <laughs> Anything you need If an OBGYN <laughs> gently cups my face During an appointment, I'm out of there That's a really weirdly intimate move for your doctor To be like, listen to me lady Like, I don't know, I was just like She just got there I was really expecting that character to matter It was a long scene Well, because she said was you so could come to me for Right, anything. exactly, then I was like, okay, well She's gonna come to her No, no,
2: never appears again <laughs> So, my medical concern with this film is (laughs) she, when she goes to see her OBGYN for the first ultrasound, she's like, you're nine weeks pregnant. I worked in an abortion clinic. The medical abortion could be used up until nine weeks. Weeks later, when she's probably at least almost towards the end of her... They show you the fetuses, and they are, like, fully formed. And she is (laughs) trying to take the (laughs) (laughs) radical abortion. And I was like, is that what she went to her for? Like, what? I was like, this is a bad doctor. She (laughs) got that from her
1: friend. Her friend was like, yeah, I give abortion pills to all my best gal gal pals. She's a New York woman, so, like, this movie has some opinions about (laughs) what they are. (laughs) Yeah, the scene where she internally debates whether or not to take oh, the oh, that pills is
2: that- the best. <laughs> oh, I hate <laughs> it.
1: It is the best worst. People fighting with themselves externally is something that is just so fun to watch because I don't think anyone in real life does that. Do you do that? Do you walk around no. being like, Regina,
0: Oh, Regina!
1: (laughs) No, no, I don't. Okay. I respect that it does need to be conveyed in stories, right? So, like, I I always remember, like, it it was a swing and a miss, but uh, having Green Goblin talk to himself (laughs) in Spider-Man, it's like, I respect you for trying to make this look (laughs) less absurd. Yeah. Uh, But her fighting with herself and her little ghost fetuses (sighs) about whether or not she should
2: take two... Two little pilot Yeah. <laughs> The filming on that too is insane. <laughs> it's almost like I feel like it was in slow motion, but I know it wasn't we do this like zoom in to the pills, yeah. like on the ground.
0: Yeah, it's falling, it yeah. Right? and it's like Yeah, and you're right. It filmed from like it's like the cameraman fell over. It's like looking <laughs> yeah. up an angle to like from the <laughs> bathroom floor.
2: There was a lot like in the cinematography of this film that I was yeah. like, man, they are good, like trying. they're trying. Like yeah. it is ham-fisted. Like, yeah. Even at the top when they're in that apartment. Like They're like Taking the camera up yeah. They're like Look at all And it's like Whoa dude This isn't worth your time So <laughs> it was I
1: the director's First and only film yes. He wrote and directed I think that that's First directorism Like I'm gonna change The language of cinema <laughs> And it's like Just relax Just write just a movie Just please Yeah uh, I think the only time Where I was sort of like Alright That cinematography Worked for me Is when she's riding The subway Despite the fact that Her abusive <laughs> Alien husband Can track her down By her like Radio beacons And her uterus <laughs> She's riding the subway and she has like a flashback of all the terrible things that have happened in the movie. And I was like, that flashback was better than the whole film. (laughs) And also, like, gave me a moment where again, where I was like, wait, is it all in her head? Will there be twist? There is not a twist. Well, there's a twist in that. There's an unexpected ending.
2: Oh, it was a twist. I looked at some Amazon reviews and people were like, there's a great twist. I was like, did I, was I like too assuming when I was like, oh, he's an alien? Like, (laughs) Like, was I supposed to be like... Nothing happened here. What? I mean, what? why is she so upset? She's just pregnant with twins. Like I was like really confused by these multiple reasons. that were like, there's a crazy twist. And I was like, what's the crazy twist? And she I was, becomes a redhead. <laughs> That's the twist. She you does never her hair. coming.
1: Is it the only time I think in her career we see her as a redhead? Mm, right in games. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry I wish you could go on not remembering that <laughs> um, Well what would you What would you say your Charlie's Zenith Of this fine film Okay, movie? well, So one of the many things that happens Over and over in this movie that If I were in it this was a Saturday morning bump For me even though I watched it on a Friday Evening I just was in a good mood watching this. I could have hated it under other circumstances. She keeps being like, having like cat stares, but with Johnny Depp. <laughs> yeah. Right? Like she gets scared out of her seat just because Johnny Depp exists. Because she closes the fridge and he's there! Exactly. So my favorite of all of them was the fridge close. It's when, and, but the it's specifically scene. her dancing to this bossa nova music. Yes. And they have The bossa nova scene! Yeah. They have. An amazing apartment and like, man, do I love stupid. We're rich now in New York apartments in movies. And Ugh. this is a perfect one. It's so like, there's it's all so this terrible. glass and then also exposed brick. And then and it's lofted multiple it's levels. Lo- lofted. Yeah. And then at one point though, they like show the entryway and there's just a very normal chandelier. It's like, we needed one of those (laughs) normal rich person things, too. Oh, it's so bizarre. But anyway, yeah, she's doing the bossa nova around (laughs) it barefoot, eating food like a pregnant woman. And that was my Charlie Zenith. That is also my Charlie Zenith, partly because she she's looking at the radio and being like, are you talking to my husband? And she's also <laughs> afraid of the radio. Going for her, like touching it, and then she turns on and it's the music and then she dances. And also only recently learning that Charlie Theron used to be a dancer.
2: I was like, oh, like that must be fun for her. And I was like, that was charming. Yep. My moment was like right at the top when she's watching and there's a very ham-fisted, she cuts her finger on the knife when she's cutting the cucumber because she sees the television and Reese comes and is like, you have to come with me, ma'am. And she's like, is my husband dead? And he's like, I don't know. She's like, is my husband dead? And he's like, I don't know. And she's like, well, take me to someone who knows. Oh yeah. That was awesome. (laughs) I was like, Yes. That's a real moment. Yeah, like take that, that was that was like that's a real moment. And that's a woman I wanna be friends with. That's right a there. woman <laughs> who rules a classroom full of second graders. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> no one's getting the crayons
1: unless she says so. I have a note about the second graders. When she's meeting the important people in New York, there's a line of dialogue. Yeah. Oh, that I wanted to talk the, about that too. The
0: disinterested woman. So yeah,
1: she's like, What do you do? I she says, I used to be into AIDS, but I'm into hunger now, which yes. I thought was a good line. And then uh she asked Charlies, What do you do? She says, I teach. And she says at the university I'm like You know what That's actually decent writing And then they throw it Into the toilet By making sure That you know What that you just heard By saying I'm sorry I thought you said The second grade <laughs> No That's terrible writing <laughs> <I> <laughs> She could have she, she Just moved on yeah. From there And that's when Our girl from Friends Shows up And is like ah, She's so skinny Or fat I don't know They just talk about How ugly the other woman. are Aren't is. other women terrible Let's be friends Yeah
0: so, my Charlie's Zenith uh, comes right towards the beginning after Johnny Depp has returned unconscious uh, and then wakes up. Charlie's has this beautiful moment of acting where she is both still concerned for his health but also happy that he's awake and it's the only time in the movie that there is any kind of conflicting emotion Like actually a good piece of acting and I think probably the only good piece of acting in the whole movie. I I don't know (laughs) if
1: she was really conflicted about those pills (laughs) That's
0: true, but it was one or the other. It was was never both simultaneously.
1: Speaking of not good acting, I have a theranator for this one and this is partly the script but also like, I'm sorry girl, you did not do this well. But at some point, Miles' Tyson is on the phone with her trying to convince her to come meet with him to like find out that some shit is wrong with her husband. And she's all upset. And then rather than answering his question, she's like, have you ever heard the story <laughs> yes. of the princess? who got raped by the opposing army and didn't know if she was pregnant with her husband, her dead husband's kid or the person who raped her. And I was like, oh yeah, that time old fairy tale you tell children. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? <laughs> After
2: you have them repeat Rumble Silkskin over and right. over. I
1: was like, Ah, oh, that
2: old chestnut.
1: And that whole speech goes on for so long. It really does. Yeah, she's yeah. just on the phone like being weepy eyed, but not in her usual beautiful weepy eyed way. And
0: Joe Martin is just being Joe Martin being like, are you going to come in and- Meet me or what Yeah he's like uh, The question
1: was My room is here Are you coming
2: There also was a funny thing With that See right at the top When he wakes up Yeah And she's like How are you And he's like I've gotta pee Yes That's his line And it was yeah. like You're not like I had some crazy shit Go down Listen right. Imagine being A Water
1: Radio alien And then being Put inside Of a human body With a bladder yeah. I bet the water's like Excuse me I'm
0: the water In this yes, body yeah. You <laughs> get out of here You had to expel 70% Of Johnny Depp Any other Therinators? I don't
1: honestly This is a bad movie And she is not good in it And yet I enjoyed it <laughs> <laughs> That's fair um, Like the one where She's on the staircase yes. Hiding Cowering behind <laughs> yeah. the banister yes. I like the subway staircase Loved it I could watch that for days
2: When I watched that scene again I was like I remember this scene And I was like I kept thinking it was from another film And another like whole And I was like Have I seen this multiple times and I was like Yes I've seen this movie four times But <laughs> is this from another film And I was like No this is just a thing I remember like,
0: I will say Of all the movies that we watched This is the one that I remember the least like, it, details are fading very oh, yeah. fast. Oh, yeah. I don't know why. I mean, I have notes
1: in here that I cannot explain to you, such as ugly loafers.
0: Oh, yeah, same here. <laughs> I have Johnny Depp's oh no cringe face was very half-hearted. I have no idea what I'm referring to with that note. He
1: was pretty half-hearted in this altogether. And he was
0: terrible throughout. I yeah. He was, oh, yeah. He was a bad choice and he did a bad job.
1: Yeah, because also, like, Johnny Depp is never the actor that I think of where I'm like, all American pilot.
2: No. Yeah, right. I have no idea why Johnny
1: Depp is in this movie. Like, guys, he's famously a character actor, not a leading man. Anymore. Yeah.
0: But this was even before that. Like, this is before he ever did Pancake Face. Oh, so I guess he had Edward Scissorhands, but. But, like, even so. But,
1: like, he's not a Brad Pitt. He's not a, self, type, this he's not a Clooney boy type. next
0: door. Yeah. He had a
1: couple of movies around this time where it was like he very clearly needed a paycheck. Yes. Like this and like Nick of Time. Oh, I like Nick of Time. Well, he was like, hello, please write my name on this money (laughs) shoot and (laughs) let me have the money from
0: it. So I think what I resent most about this is that it, Continually like Starts to go In a direction Of something interesting And sci-fi-ish And then just Never follows through Yeah So like there's lots of Like little details Like when it's like Oh I've discovered Two heartbeats When she's like Getting her ultrasound It's like Oh is that gonna be Two babies Or is it gonna be A Time Lord Or it's an alien baby With two hearts (laughs) And then No it's just two babies like, it just doesn't go anywhere like that. And yeah. then it's like, uh, they're talking about the, the plane that's going to neutralize all technology kind of thing. It's like, well, you never get to see that do anything or it ne- never gets explained. It just kind of goes through with it. it. It shares a premise with a podcast that came out recently called "The Message," which is about uh, a, an alien signal that made people sick, like, okay. like a radio signal okay. made people sick. Uh, and then people like cryptologists like figured out the code of it, blah blah. So like that kind of thing, like this is like an, a, an alien signal or something that makes like possesses human brains or whatever. And I thought it was gonna be like, um uh, have you ever seen that movie Fallen with Denzel Washington? Oh, yeah. Where like it's a it's a demon that can like possess people on contact and And it kind of has a similar ending to Fallen, but it doesn't do anything with the idea that he's possessed. And it just like never goes any further.
2: My thing with this is I think that this director really thought he was Roman Polanski. Because there are so many things that are very Two on-the-nose Rosemary's Baby. Yeah. Like her blue outfit. Her blue outfit, the New York apartment, even the bossa nova scene where she's eating the cherry pie. I felt like that was a nod to when she eats the raw meat in Rosemary's Baby. There were so many things that I was like, this guy just is taking probably a film he loves and is like... But now I'm putting it into space because there was no depth to right, that it, character it could have been
0: anything they didn't have to go into space to yeah. get the signal like it didn't need to be an yeah. astronaut and the whole point was like when you saw like oh this is the secret like when it's showing the sequence and it shows Johnny Depp in space and then nothing
1: you you learn absolutely nothing from the like reveal of what happened yeah. the reveal of what happened is that they were in space and something went wrong and they got possessed by aliens which we already yeah. Which, like, it's a kind of one of those, like, behind-the-door things Like, I was like, us not knowing was what was making that interesting Right And then you showing it, but not showing it Right Not so interesting And I did think that there were moments of this movie that looked like You were saying, like, it could have been more sci-fi Or it could have been more psychological horror Yes And there were some things that were genuinely, like, like the Like, it was tense when she was like, oh, is he gonna see her hiding on that stairwell? And I, we have to talk about the fucking scene Like, when he yeah, like impregnates absurd. her Oh, so, okay Because
2: I was... I have a lot I'm of notes so,
1: so they're at this dinner party And Charlize is all upset Because everyone's mean to her Because she's not from New York And now she's in New York And everyone's a dick Johnny Depp comes over And was like What's up? Why are you so sad? She's like Tell me what happened In those two minutes He's like You really want to know? And he's like Come with me And then he takes her And he like Pushes up her against the wall And he keeps checking her pulse Because he's obviously like Trying to figure out If she's ovulating By like Putting his fingers Really oh, hard in That's what that's about Yes. I think it's him like checking her temperature or whatever because like he hasn't like no one to impregnate her. But he's constantly. This is radio, her. so you can't see my face, but it
2: sounds uh, like this. Uh. Uh, yeah, I mean uh. I,
1: I assume that's what he's doing. I also think he's trying to check if she's afraid or not. Like is her heart uh. racing? And then he's like, I was cold and alone, and then what brought me back was thinking about your warm,
2: drippy pussy. <laughs> and then he right up finger banging her while he's describing this like terrifying mm. moment that happened. Him in space, he's like, Ugh, yeah, like, he's, like, he's like
1: wrist deep, and he's also like got his hands around her throat, checking oh. her
2: pulse.
1: While the other party at this like museum slash home is happening, and then yeah, another, I could not figure out if that was supposed to be someone's house. Or so, that. and then another weird camera thing happens where the <laughs> wall she's leaning against just turns ninety degrees and, and her bed. bed <laughs> and comes her bed. And this was again An instance where I was Kind of like Oh this seems like A psychological horror About like Someone that you love All of a sudden Becoming unrecognizable Because the sex That they're having Becomes like Really rough And you can see That Charlize is like Not into it But he's like I'm gonna impregnate you By slamming into your cervix Because everyone knows That you're more likely To impregnate someone If you beat up Their pelvis Yeah you really (laughs) bruise that cervix Into open and wide Or whatever And so And then it's like So she's all upset About it But like quietly Because she's like This is my husband and then like she comes down and It's the first time she sees him next to the radio And like while this is happening Like the static comes in yeah. like, It sounds like, like all dinosaurs all
0: Yeah it's, it's <laughs> velociraptor static Yeah
1: <laughs> And so she's like something's happened I don't know And then she comes down And he's like "Listen to the radio And she's all like uh, I don't like this And he's like oh sorry if I was a little rough anyway And it was like minimizing it And it just felt like such an intense scene And like like it had elements that I think Like could have worked in a better movie but was just like, not, we're never moving on from there We're never going to talk about sex with them again And she's just going to look sad the rest of the movie That
2: scene did work in another movie Called Rosemary's Baby <laughs> Fair. Where the devil was Fucking me a pharaoh And she was like Oh and he was like sorry if I was a little rough. The next day it's right. the same scene and it's insane. Well, I should
1: say I maybe didn't recognize it because I have never seen Rosemary's so baby. So I also
2: I honestly don't
1: know if I've seen Rosemary's baby like, cuz I know I've seen parts of it through like Clip shows etc So <laughs> I'm like yeah like I can really Vividly picture parts of it have I ever Actually seen it though I don't think so I also classically confuse Rosemary's Baby and Kramer versus Kramer And then I never know <laughs> the difference I'm like wait which is the one about- I mean, How I could we not confuse those They're two They're both
2: about babies right I don't, I don't think know. I've seen Kramer vs. Kramer I have is seen it either either. about a divorce. Is it's about
1: it is. a divorce and it's a Specifically a custody battle wait, for a Nine year old Is it is <laughs> the devil divorcing the Lord? Are you? <laughs> no, it's a small child. I don't know if he's nine, but it I don't is, know. they're certainly not a baby. Well, I wouldn't know. Sad? I've seen either I mean, it's it's no, it's a it's a family drama. There are parts that are sad. Oh, I
2: would also like to talk about The punk rock version of My Way That was uh, playing oh, at yeah. the Quote-unquote retirement party yeah. yeah Which, by the way, did you guys notice Was, like, in a pop-up tent on the runway? Oh, yeah Why yeah.
0: is that? That's why? If you parties. were in NASA,
1: wouldn't you want your party there? Because they used up all their event space For creepy surgery rooms <laughs> yeah.
2: It sounded familiar yeah. And I was like, "Why? This isn't a party where people would be like Yeah! play that punk rock version <laughs> my way, and I just kept like. Right, I like, "Are astronauts punks?" And I was like, "I could listen to this song all day."
0: <laughs> maybe they just needed a song that epic to overwhelm the alien and possessed astronaut's older body, so that he would freak out and die. Maybe yeah. the the
1: the water alien was just a real Frank Sinatra purist, and he was like, <laughs> How, "How dare you cover was <laughs> <please?" laughs> Is there a thing? Is there like an urban legend or something? Or maybe it was real about. People in some Asian country singing that song at karaoke and then there being, like, mob murders of them. Whoa. Not, like, mafia, but, like, people would, like, snap and kill people singing that yeah. song at karaoke. Yeah. Is this, like, Ooh, mermaids are iconic for bisexual? <laughs> yes! Anyway. So, who should Keanu be? So, in the montage, when she is, you know, escaping her husband, but he's tracking her down by Radio Beacon... Uh, at some point, she, like, is in a cab, and she's sure she's he's following her, so she gets out of the cab, and she starts like, oh, I gotta get to another place, and there's just, like, some crowd shots, and there's this weird, like, fisheye shot of a grumpy man who flings a cigarette at her, and he's like, Rah! that's Keanu Reeves. That's, I don't remember that at all.
0: <laughs> I would have Keanu replace the guy who, when they are, like, the, her and Donna Murphy are welcomed into NASA while, while panicking. Being like, is my husband dead? My husband... I just know they're dead. And then he comes out and immediately goes, by the way, your husbands were not dead. <laughs> <laughs> Which is what people should have been saying to her the whole time. Yeah. I don't know why no one else had that information. They were only off radio for two minutes.
1: Yeah. I, like, I thought a lot, like, shouldn't we just replace Johnny Depp, who's clearly miscast here and was also a garbage mm-hmm. human and I'd love to never see his face. But if they blondified Keanu for Ugh. this... Well, what is so essential about the blondness of that character? I don't know, but they did it to Johnny Depp. I don't trust them not to proxide yeah. our beloved Mr. Reeves. Yeah, anyway, so I ultimately I don't want that because I feel like it would... Tarnish the devil's advocate (laughs) I just want to protect Keanu From this
0: Uh, That's again a darker timeline Where he gets typecast
1: So I am going to put him In the other astronaut role Because the whole like Oh look I I put Nick Cassavetes in here Isn't that so funny Because John
2: Cassavetes is not Rosemary's Baby I want to take that stupid joke away from this director Mine would actually be Joe Morton uh, Reese because Okay I saw this recent image of Keanu Reeves drinking a smoothie and smoking a cigarette oh, on the did. street. And there was a jump where there was not, none of re like there was no time, so he- he was normal, you yes. know. He shows up at the house, and then all of a sudden, he's fucking nutbag yeah. He in the yeah. And I feel like that's the perfect role for you. You know, you get him the devil advocate, absolutely like does yeah, it's true. And then, like, then all of a sudden, he just jumps and he's like, <laughs> a good, good note. I also
1: feel like Joe Morton. I love him so much. So good. I feel like this is, and he's played it in other movies too. I can't think of any right now, but this is maybe not his best character type. No. The yeah. the Cassandra truth teller person.
0: Oh, Especially when the Cassandra truth telling is gibberish. Yes,
1: <laughs> I did. I did really like his delivery though, because he records on a VHS that he gives to Charlie Theron. And yeah. He's like uh, I guess it's a bit of a cliche, but if you're watching this, I'm dead. <laughs> I <did> love that, <laughs> and like he delivered that in such a way that I was like, there really is no other way to say this. Like he's like, I'm, I'm comfortable with my own mortality, uh, maybe coming to an end very quickly, uh, but I'm still gonna record this, and it's very grainy for no reason.
0: Yes. And also that's the
1: a that's <laughs> that be, So this is another segment where I was like, this is supposed to be creepy and it sort of is, but it goes nowhere. Is so Charlie's Theron decides to watch this illicit tape that might reveal that oh, her yeah. husband is an alien at her own house. Why not? Uh, why not? And then he comes home unexpectedly, and he's like, what were you watching? And she's like, birth videos, no one wants to see that. Let's put on a movie. <laughs> and then they put on a movie, and then they both fall asleep. And then you see that the video that he had under his hand is missing. And I was like, was he watching it with his
2: hand? Like, were his radio waves telling him what was on the table? You I have probably, no idea. I actually feel like what the writer-director, actually, that's probably exactly what they yeah. wanted that scene to convey. Like, this is some radio wave alien that can just any sort of media yeah he just like
0: he just touch it? touches touches
2: yeah. and then it's like oh it just is there in his brain did you guys ever think that if there were
1: women astronauts that they wouldn't have to go through all this weird spousal rape business as the aliens like if they just waited till women got to space and be like great now we're gonna impregnate you <laughs> we're good to go also if the alien could jump bodies why wasn't he just like bye johnny Depp, i'm gonna take your wife Uh, While she's pregnant and go away. Well, maybe it's because there's. uh, This is not fair. This movie doesn't deserve this amount of effort. But clearly, there's a risk in the body transference, right? Uh. Because, like, John Cassavetti's or Nick Cassavetti's body fell apart. So, maybe it's just the risk factor. That's true. Uh, Guys, one I- thing that this movie could do a lot less of is Johnny Depp keeps like gripping her <laughs> oh my in like the lower oh, yeah. belly, like crotchal region, being like, I live here now. And that is a very upsetting phrase for him to keep using. Yeah, over don't do and that. Over. Even if you're not possessed by an alien, don't do that. It's not like I like <laughs> your yeah. vagina. It's just gross. <laughs> oh,
2: God. Oh, there's so much in this movie that I was like, what? Like, there's a whole, that whole scene with the second graders where she's like, what grows in Georgia?
0: Peaches! She was like,
2: that's my husband's dick.
1: <laughs> she's like, yeah, he does grow in Georgia. I was like, alright.
2: Are you implying
0: that Georgia is the name of her vagina?
2: Sure. He lives in Georgia
0: now.
1: <laughs> but Would this movie have been improved by a prison riot? I
0: would go... Yes, yeah I, say, um, yeah, I
1: feel like during all of the like the paranoia scenes, like where she's like trying to get messages with Joe Morton and stuff. Like, what if he ends up in jail? Right? Yeah. I yeah. like if Joe Morton had been in like NASA's like padded room, yeah, and then he there had been a riot and he broke out to get to her. Sounds great. That would yeah. been good.
0: Uh, I would have thought it'd been good if someone possessed by an alien was locked in a prison and then the alien like, jump from inmate to inmate in order to escape during a riot. That would have worked for me. It would have been interesting to see how, like, the mechanics of that worked. Yeah. And then what they could do to manipulate people while jumping from thing to thing.
2: Now, correct me if I'm wrong. So when Nick Casaveda, he starts a fight, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. So what if he doesn't die there and then like you said, it's put into and then so then it's sort of like oh, this is this device now. Now you know how this device... I mean, that could change the whole film. Yeah, it, that it would could, make
1: the ending less of a twist if you'll accept it as a twist or a surprise, right? If, yeah. Knowing that the alien can switch bodies at will.
2: Yeah, I feel like there there wasn't enough alien. It was like a little... Yeah, we need a little more alien than our alien Rosemary's Baby. Yeah, you know, if you're going to call it... Ro- I, I did look up at Amazon reviews because I was like, I just want to see what people are saying. And one person was like, one of my favorite movies, <laughs> Rosemary's Baby in Space. And I was like, you just nailed it. <laughs> you nailed it
0: for this Except film it doesn't take place in space
2: It doesn't take place <laughs> <laughs> Or does it womp,
0: well, womp, The earth is in space <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah <laughs> depends if it's, on your perspective Bob. Everything <laughs> takes place in space
2: This Peter Howe from the Toronto Star has a great review on Rotten Tomatoes Which is in space
0: no one can hear you snore <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. Alright let us rank
2: it
0: I struggled to find a place for this It is going very low, eventually, because I think the writing quality is very, very close to Children of the Corn 3. Mm, Which one? Urban Harvest. Ah! Uh, But I think I enjoy watching this slightly less. So I'm actually slotting it just below Children of the Corn 3, uh, and above Trial and Error, because it's not offensive, it's just flat and doesn't go anywhere. Uh, and That's I would really else, low. It is really low. I'm also I'm glad we got to, I got to slot in another one below Children's of accordrant three before we wrap everything up. Over harvest, thank harvest <laughs> yeah. But uh, I will also say, like we said a lot about dark places, like felt like a lifetime movie. Yeah, this feels way yes. more like a lifetime movie than yeah. Dark Places does.
1: Uh, mine is not quite that low because, like, I thought it was boring and I didn't get the like the Saturday morning bump. But I do think, like, with the right people, like it could be one of those movies that's like, hey, let's watch this terrible movie together and have yeah. fun with it. Versus like Celebrity which I never want to see again nope. So I am gonna put it I'm actually am gonna put it just below Gringo because wow. it sort of Like reminded me a little bit of that But I do think that that's a better movie And so it is above Hollywood Confidential I'm putting it even higher Up on my list I genuinely enjoyed Watching this You're it's, insane. It's no good but I enjoyed Watching it so mine is Just below You know what Fuck it I'm going to put this above Hancock. Because What? Han- <laughs> Mostly to get that reaction out of you guys. I, it's right around Hancock. Let's put it that way. I definitely had a better time watching this than I did watching Hancock. Ugh, Hancock is disagree. demonstrably yeah. a better film. So, all right, fine. I'll put it below Hancock, but above Curse of the Jade Scorpion. So, yeah, I just, this movie, I don't recommend you watch it. Yeah. yeah. No. But- It is easily in my top half of movies I enjoyed watching over the course of our show. There you go.
2: I did recommend this movie to people after watching it again. <laughs> yeah. I was like, it's worth a shot. I was yeah. like, I wouldn't pay the $3.99 on Amazon. <laughs> I would
1: wait until... It grows on it, the movie it, tree. It, it, yeah. it pops up on, on streaming every now and again. Yeah, yeah. I, I would
2: wait until that time. I wouldn't, you know, but I splurged and I'm, I'm glad I have it for 14 more days. I may watch it again. <laughs> but, uh, You'll watch
1: it with your mom. Refresh
2: yeah. your memory. I, I bet she watched, she'll tell me today because my dad had to work. She'll be like, so I, I watched the astronauts fight again. And she's probably going to be like, I, I do remember watching that with you. And I'm gonna be like, well,
1: yeah. Alright, so Sarah, thank you so much for being on the show and for your
2: patience waiting for our anti-penultimate episode. But I'm glad I'm glad we snuck
1: this one in. Yeah, uh, it
2: is. I'm thrilled. Like I said, I was... From the top, like, ready to do this. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have anything you want to promote? You can follow the Gutenberg Press on Instagram, and that is spelled like Steve Gutenberg, not the actual Gutenberg Press, uh, for some inspirational quotes and pictures of Steve Gutenberg, sexy or not. (laughs) Love it. Love it. All right.
1: Uh, Thanks for listening. Thank you to Alex Reed for our amazing theme song. Oh, my gosh. And guess what, guys? Only two movies left. (gasps) What? <laughs> guys, it's like if we were in a marathon, we would know that we're almost done. Yeah. Okay. So come back next week. We'll have another special guest, and uh, that movie that you guys keep asking us when we're doing, we're doing, we're doing it. it. Happening. Big one. So make sure to get yourself some water beforehand. Yep. Because there won't be anywhere you're headed. You know. But don't get addicted to it. Don't. Don't. Okay. <laughs> it All
0: right. will take hold of you, <laughs> and you will resent its absence. <laughs> uh,
1: All right. Most
0: importantly.
2: Thank you, (laughs) Charlies!
1: The My Way Killings has a Wikipedia page. The My Way Killings are a social phenomenon in the Philippines, referring to a number of fatal disputes which arose due to the singing of the song My Way, popularized by Frank Sinatra in karaoke bars. A New York Times article estimates the number of killings to be up to about six in 2010. Wait, wait, wait. Wow. Aliens. So people are at a karaoke bar, someone sings My Way, someone else gets upset that they're not doing things their way, and then killings happen? <laughs> Like, there's a whole Wikipedia page here now, and then there's one subheading, Karaoke rage in other countries. (laughs) So anyway, yeah, I guess it's in the Philippines where karaoke is, like, huge. Are the killings a natural byproduct of the country's culture of violence, drinking, and machismo? Or is there something inherently sinister in the song? Sounds like the New York Times did not answer those questions. Just ask them. (laughs) So anyway, I did not make this up. Mermaids are bisexual
0: icons.
1: (laughs) And by the way, I've done some extensive Googling, and I might be wrong. (laughs) I mean, I'm not wrong, I'm right. Mermaids are bisexual icons. (laughs) But I might have just made that up. Wait, maybe your adherence to this is an example that you've been taken over by a water (gasps) radio baby. Oh Oh, oh, no! ah.
2: Nobody play my way!
1: (laughs) This is the surprise (laughs) twist of the (laughs) Theronicon. Oh, Robin's gonna become a redhead. Mm (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.